tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa. As we all join together, once again, in remembrance of those who served and sacrificed for us, it won't be lost on anyone that things, generally, are quite different this time. Many of us cannot be together in person today. Those of us commemorating will be lighting our candles from home, taking part in smaller ceremonies within our bubbles, or finding one of many ways to reflect through the internet. During this time, we've seen, as we have many times, the incredible resilience of people in New Zealand and across the world in the face of great uncertainty. We saw that same resilience at the Gallipoli Peninsula. Thousands of people from across the world, particularly young people, face the uncertainty that war brings, many of them paying the ultimate sacrifice in the name of peace. They were as real as you and me. They did not know when the war would end. They did not know what the world would look like in the aftermath. And in the 105 years since the Gallipoli campaign, we have been host many times over to uncertainty. War, pandemic, political upheaval, natural disasters, not to mention the personal strife that we all go through in our own lives. And throughout all of this, the many of Anzac Day has grown, as we honour all New Zealanders who have served their country overseas and at home. Today, as we face this great uncertainty, acknowledging the significance of Anzac Day is more important than ever. As we all do our part by staying home, Anzac Day brings us all together as a community and allows us to reflect and reaffirm our commitment to a world built on humanity, kindness and peace. Lest we forget, Tenetato Katoa. Thank you. Anzac Cove by Leon Gillett. There's a lonely stretch of hillocks. There's a beach asleep and drear. There's a battered, broken fort beside the sea. There are sunken, trampled graves and a rotting little pier and winding paths that wind unceasingly. There's a torn and silent valley. There's a tiny rivulet with some blood upon the stones beside its mouth. There are lines of buried bones. There's an unpaid waiting debt. There's a sound of gentle sobbing in the South. For the Next Generation by Captain John R. Broughton A flame that flickers in the night, an eerie glowing candlelight, makes dancing shadows on the wall haunting Harrowing, don't let them fall. From our conscious, hold them still, and make of them what you will. I see now a poppy red, a symbol for the life ahead. He tohu aroha The spirit of Anzac lives in you, the spirit of Anzac lives in me, the spirit of Anzac lives in us. Ake, ake, kia kahae. Red Cross Inquiry, Bureau for Missing and Wounded A reading which illustrates the meaning of sacrifice at home. The war had been running three years by 1917, and there were not just from the well-known campaigns, but also from the endless trench warfare, a great number of missing persons, because remains often could not be found. Back home, This caused great anxiety 
as families try to come to terms with what missing believed deceased actually meant. There was no repatriation of bodies for New Zealand soldiers and sailors, so this added to the general anxiety as the war went on in Europe. The New Zealand branch of the British Red Cross ran an inquiry bureau for missing and wounded. The monthly page was headed by a request for as much information as possible about the men being sought. Full name, number, rank, company, reinforcement number, etc. were needed. Information in regard to the men listed was thankfully received and promptly forwarded to the next of kin. Inquiries and information was to be sent to the Honourable Secretary, Inquiry Bureau, Red Cross Depot, Box 30, Christchurch, New Zealand. The list, 6th of May, 1917, contained the following eight Otago Infantry and Mounted Rifle Regiment names. Fitzpatrick, John, Private, previously reported missing, 1st to 23rd of May, now reported believed dead. Monroe, Donald John, Corporal, 13th Reinforcements, missing at Fleurs, September 15th, 1916, now reported killed in action. Robbie, A.F., Private, 14th South Otago Regiment, 4th Reinforcements, killed in action at Gallipoli, August 9th, 1915. Information wanted in regard to burial and location of belongings. Sprott George Percy, Private, believed dead, supposed killed in action, result of Board of Inquiry. Convened March 23rd, 1916. Tunnycliffe, P.N., Private, 4th Otago Company, 2nd Battalion, Otago Regiment, 12th Reinforcements, missing October 1st, 1916. Now reported killed in action, result of Court of Inquiry. Throp, Stafford, Lance Corporal, D Company, 1st Brigade, NZEF, missing September 27th, 1916, reported killed in action, result of Court of Inquiry, Walker, Joseph, Private, 14th Company, Otago Battalion, 1st Brigade, NZEF, missing September 27th, 1916, now killed in action, result of Court of Inquiry, information wanted. Watson, Robert M., Lieutenant, 5th Otago Mounted Regiment, Main Body, killed in action, while acting 
as a guide to Colonel Holmes, 18th Battalion, Australian Reinforcements, August 27, 22nd, 1915, at Gallipoli. Information wanted in regard to death and burial and location of grade, grave. These were the names of eight men from the 52 listed in the page list 6th of May 1917. Each of these men had someone back home inquiring about them. You may wonder why it took so long for the lists to be written and published. All had to be checked and many had to go through the official court of inquiry process. Many army units had either lost most men in action or had been reformed. It took months, often, for next of kin to be informed that one of a family was missing. Many families simply did not know what procedures had to be followed to trace a loved one.